Welcome to my podcast and I'm sitting here today with John Gunter, our castle manager, who has been with my husband Geordie and I at Highclere for, I don't know, some 16 or 17 years and throughout the whole of the Downton Abbey period. And of course we have now put to bed the last Downton Abbey film and social media have shared that it's coming out in the new year. So how exciting is that? You said last film. We don't know. There might yet be another one. The most Excellent. recent film. <laughs> who, who knows? But you're, you're quite right. And I'm sure we will uh, come on to talk about the most recent film that is scheduled to be released in March in cinemas as we meander through uh, our conversation. You're quite right. I have worked for yourself and your husband for 16 or 17 years. And it was... It wasn't that long ago that I decided I'd worked for the two of you for long enough that I actually don't count the years anymore. So it, it, is, it is just a rough number. I think once you go over um, 12, 15 years in a job, it becomes a roundabout period of time that you've worked in a place until such time as someone tells you you've worked there too long and it's time to move on. And I hope we're not at that juncture yet. But No, yes. really, I'm going to interrupt you to say I really hope not. Honestly, John, it's been the most extraordinary journey, peppered with an awful lot of laughter and rather bad jokes. <laughs> and then also, I don't know, dealing with fire alarms and goodness knows what in the middle of the night. And then, of course, rain and weather. So it, this I, castle throws everything at us. I think working in any public-facing attraction does throw at you things you don't expect on the morning any particular morning when you arrive because you are dealing with a a facility that is of a certain age uh, uh, like the castle that certainly wasn't built as a visitor attraction it was built to entertain people which it still does but in a very different guise today to that which uh, your husband's forebears built it for and and, uh, developed this, this grand building in this grand setting it does still entertain people. It has its challenges because of its age, which we know on, on, on this side of the fence, so to speak, need maintaining the heating, the plumbing, uh, the windows, the painting, the roof, all of which, you know, one could argue when the third and fourth hill started what we see today and are lucky enough to drive into work to see each morning. I'm sure they didn't envisage that uh, several earls later, several hundred years later, it would still be there. And, and that is the challenge of, of yourself and your husband and, and, and the team you employ to maintain that. On top of that, once you welcome public anywhere, you have challenges that the public bring with them. They fall over, they get stung by wasps, they get stuck in traffic, their cars break down, their cars won't start... Um, they they become ill Um, whatever and we are there as custodians of the building and custodians of people's time and enjoyment and experience for for the period they're with us to ensure they go away a having enjoyed it and b uh, having having had a safe and secure experience so it does throw up many different uh, challenges but if there weren't challenges we wouldn't need staff to look after them or feed them or, 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 or do the such like. So no two days are the same, that's certainly very true. No, that's, that is incredibly true. It is obviously a much-loved family home 
from our point of view, is Highclere Castle. And I'm also conscious that it's a much-loved fictional home as Downton Abbey. And the two really run parallel in so many ways. And that's also led to an emotional attachment that many people have for the building. It acts, it has acted as an anchor and a point of reinsurance. And it's also part of a dream. It's a desire to come here. So I, I also feel very conscious that we, we're looking after people's dreams and expectations as well as them when they actually arrive here. It's a really interesting a way we can actually curate an experience in a day out and what people hope and desire when they play the Danton music as they go through the drive and then along the drive up the hill. And then Certainly, if I had, and, and only yesterday I was, because we are in our summer open period at the moment, I was on the front drive and there was a mother and daughter and clearly daughter had brought mother and they'd watched every minute of every Downton Abbey series and the first film several times and they were playing the music as they walked up the drive on their phone and I did stop them and say if I had a pound for every time I'd been on this drive and heard the Downton Abbey music then um, I, I perhaps wouldn't need to come to work quite as often as I do at the moment <laughs> but it is you're quite right and, and, and what is extraordinary is the number of people you see who are moved emotionally as well because this phenomenon really struck a chord with people the like of which I don't think anyone on the production side and certainly involved in in working at Highclere appreciated uh, when when uh, everyone set out on that journey 11 or so years ago so um, yes they 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 come to visit Highclere Castle find Downton Abbey at the end of the drive and when they leave I hope they've experienced the best of both Downton Abbey and Highclere Castle because you're quite right, it is um, a family home and has been for many years, that of your husband's family and, and yourself and your husband's home now and, and I have no doubt will go on in the Carnarvon lineage for, for generations to come. But for a period of time in the 20, late, late uh, teens and early 20s, it became Downton Abbey, mm. and um, that will resonate in, in the public's mind for a long time to come, I think. And who knows, when you and I are, are long gone and someone has told me my time is done, there may be Downton Revisited. It was Brideshead Revisited several years after. Uh, I don't, but we, we should write that one. Okay. Well, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> sure, I'm not sure I would fill the cinemas if I put pen to paper, but... It has resonated hugely with, with the, the public and the challenges that we've all faced in the last 18 months with, with lockdown and, and, and COVID and COVID protocols have been increased several fold for Highclere as a, as a visitor attraction because of the popularity that was increased following the Downton birth and, and television series and film, which brought in a number of people, particularly from overseas, that wanted to visit. And managing that in the environment that we've all had to live through in the last 18 months has been a challenge. The overseas visitors have obviously fallen away, I would hope, with the easing of, of the protocols and the continued rollout of, of uh, individual countries vaccination schemes those visitors will come back i think those visitors have only fallen away because of countries protocols but even managing the footfall that we've 
been lucky enough to continue to attract from uh, the British Isles has been challenging enough in this current environment, keeping people safe. But that has been a positive challenge, if I can put it that way, because many, many businesses have suffered to their detriment in that people just stopped coming through the door and it's taking them a long time to build that back up. We've always had people that wanted to come through the door, we just haven't been able to welcome them because of having to comply with, with government's edicts. Yes, I think so. And by the way, there's a, a bit of things going on all the time in the yard behind where we're sitting. So that is the noise. On the other hand, it's good to be doing things. And I agree, you know, in terms of what you're saying, that we haven't been able to welcome people as... And it's, our business has been in the same position as many other businesses. And I think when I, we were going into the lockdown in April 2020, there was about how we could make our business financially secure, what, what we needed to do, how we needed to gear it going forward. That was one plank. And the next plank was actually how we could retain customer goodwill, how we could reach out, what we should be doing. And social media, from, to my mind, has been such a boon. And the, my delight and enjoyment of the wildflower murders and the trees and, and nature around us and the cycle of the years has both led to a growth in our social media at Highclear and something that seems to have brought pleasure to people wherever they're living, tiny snippets of a butterfly landing on a buddleia. And equally well, to, for me, it's led to the fact that I've written Seasons at Highclear, which is, again, very much about the cycle of life, the seasons, the ancient woodlands, and how we need to care for them using Highclear perhaps as a metaphor, John, but then reaching out beyond that to how we should be caring for the world around us, whether what we eat, how we eat, how we look after the land, and how we tread more lightly on this earth. So it's been a, a turning point, I hope partly in a positive fashion, but I know it's been tragic for many people. Yes, and everyone went through the same. And I mean, it, it was like falling into to a, a, a cold bath. The, the initial I like lockdown. Well, <laughs> well, then possibly not for yourself. But the initial reaction took all our breaths away. Yeah. And then there was a an acclimatization to in the bath, the temperature, and uh, I, I've got to get on with this now. And uh, as you say, people and businesses, and I think those that have innovated the best have thought, well, how can I use the situation I'm in? I can't change the situation. And it didn't matter how long one had been in business and what one's experiences were and what degrees you've done or educational paths you've taken in life or what your results were. No one had ever experienced this. So you had the most, in quotes, experienced people in offices and the least experienced people in offices all in the same boat mm -hmm. and making decisions that perhaps as a generation we never envisaged we were going to have to make and some very sobering decisions. And then you, and, and I think using social media, the innovations were forced upon us an awful lot quicker than they yes. would have been otherwise yes. and have now to a greater or lesser extent become the norm yeah. and now it's having opened back up to the public and as we said a moment ago I, I've been here for a number of summer public openings now but I've never been more questioning of myself and I would almost go as far as saying nervous to open to the public 
as I was this summer. And that includes last summer. Mm-hmm. But, but last summer was such an unknown. It just happened. We got on with it. The team that was here, we made it happen and we complied with unknown protocols yeah. or, or hitherto protocols we'd never had to comply with before. This summer, I found slightly more tricky for myself because I, we had done it last summer. The public had a certain expectation this summer. There was the halfway house stepping out of protocols on, on the 19th of July or whenever it was when, when a number of the restrictions were released. But to a greater or lesser extent, businesses have continued with them because we're not now in a position where we have to comply with governments and leaders' protocols. We now have to satisfy the public visitors' requirements. And at the moment, they are still wanting to feel safe in the environments they're in. And that was the unknown, because one visitor may have a very different view to another visitor, and it's down to individual businesses now. But it's been um, a tricky time, certainly. And and I don't sit where you sit in the business, or, or your husband sits, but I hopefully at least sit at the table and am able to give some feedback and, and be sent off to, to try and deliver the vision that you and your husband have for the business. No, and with do, social yeah. media, yeah. now marching in hand with being physically able to welcome more people back and hopefully the world returning more to pre-March 2020 times, then hopefully once things have settled down, we will be stronger as a business. I think so, because we've ended up finding reverse gears and sideways gears, whereas before we were just sort of trundling forwards. What I've found is that this summer, I've certainly started the summer far more tired than I did last summer. And there's so little time, because sometimes the challenges each day are are so unexpected and continuous, that we haven't had the time to sit at a table to think about going forwards a wee bit. We're just living in the moment, because that's all the time we've got to do, well, uh, which is I, th- quite tricky. That is absolutely true, I think, of a lot of people, because mm. prior to March 2020, whenever one had a challenge, it was either in your private life or it was in your work life. And if you were lucky enough, you were able to counter that and balance that. And uh, if you had a problem at work, you could go home where the problem didn't exist. And if you had a family around you or friends around you, they could provide a sounding board and an equilibrium would, would prevail and vice versa. That wasn't the case through this. When you left work and the challenges at work, you went home and if you had children, they were homeschooling. If your wife was working, she was working from home. Or if she didn't work and was looking after the house, she was trying to look after the children homeschooling. So there were pressures in every part of every individual's life. And there wasn't a downtime escape, quiet corner. People couldn't go on holiday, which is another great release. People couldn't go and visit their, their mother, their father, their friends, their aunts, their their uncles, because we weren't allowed to. People that had gardens were able to spend time in their gardens. And I think the thing, as your book has picked up on, and the title of your book alludes to, I think the people that were able to reconnected with nature. And it's been a very long time since I actually saw a field 
I'm very lucky to live in a, in a rural village in Wiltshire, be cultivated, be drilled, the, the seed to come up, and then watch it being harvested almost uninterrupted through a season, and to see the, 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 the trees leaf and flower and, and then drop their leaves. And that, we started noticing things in lockdown that I think our lives had prevented us from seeing before. And that, for many people, was their only escape, because our usual escape mechanisms up to that period of time, family, friends, holidays, um, going to the pub, going out for supper, going to friends for supper, were all taken away from us. Yeah. That is why... I think a lot of people have a genuine fatigue. We've been living on a sort of inner adrenaline for a period of time, and that, that doesn't last forever. And, and I think, you know, we're lucky to be back at, at the cold face welcoming people, but it hasn't been easy at all. And, and I think that is true for a lot of people and a lot of the staff at, at Highclere that work with yourself and Lord Carnarvon. No, yeah. I can see it in their faces sometimes, and it's just... A lot of people have been through a lot of different challenges and that's, I suppose, where I started this morning with some very special guides, you know, who their lives have been turned upside down and those they loved are no longer here. So it's helping them and being there as a friend to them. And what is lovely is being able to hug them. So I think Well, yes, we're allowed to do <laughs> we that. We are allowed to do that. Yeah. So, so on the basis that we are all continuing to test and things like that, which also is equally important but but of course thinking of testing if we go back to the spring of this year we actually had the whole of the Downton Abbey crew and cast here to make the new film Downton Abbey a new era and I think you and I were sort of saying well in the times of Covid perhaps there could be a few less people and let's minimise the number on set the reality was different uh, <laughs> the, um, I mean the first thing is that filming was exempt, so they were yes. able to film when we were... Not able to welcome people. Not, not able to welcome people. It was, and I spent more time this year than any other Downton filming visit, television series, or the first film, in their unit base, because that is where... Which, just to explain, is on our large coach car park. Yes, yes. I mean, it, over, it, yeah. it's where they, they set up all their various makeup lorries and costume lorries and... They, they have a whole production office up there. Each actor has their own space up there, catering up there. So it, it's their, literally their village, their existence. And I spent more time up there than ever previously because I had to go up regularly to, to visit their on-site medical testing centre and, mm-hmm. and, and see the nurses who would test us. And then, then I spent the next hour with, with a furiously runny nose but um you know it it was a small price to pay and everyone had to do it and it was very regimented and that wonderful one-way system that we've all become so (laughs) used to you had to walk in one way and out the other way and there were barriers and woe betide you if you were in a hurry and tried to skip the barriers and and that that was something that was very different this year barriers arrows on the floors of marquees no entry signs, entry signs over there, and hand gel pots, sanitizers, face masks. Of course, when they're in front of the camera, the actors are not seen wearing face masks, but any other time, mm. everyone, including so those in front of the camera, that were to be in front of the camera, were wearing and complying 
with a very strict level of hygiene, which they had to. If, as has been publicised with the the, uh, Tom Cruise film that, that is, I think, still filming in the British Isles at the moment, if you incurred a hole under the waterline with a positive test, the ship was gone. I don't know about any filming that uh, took place away from Highclere. I'm not aware they had any challenges. But certainly at Highclere, the, the small cohort of Highclere staff that work closely and therefore came into proximity with the the cast and crew, tested regularly, as you've said. The cast and crew tested regularly. It worked. They provided a very secure environment. It was very different because yourself and myself have seen the the various series of television programmes filmed and the first film, which didn't have to comply with any of this. But but even the extra space that the filming logistical side needed, extra marquees and things... They went uh, above and beyond the protocols that were in place to keep the show on the road, quite literally. And as we know, the film is in cinemas in March 2022. My God, Mike, can you believe it's another year? Another year. And who knows whether there will be a third film. But let's get the second film into the cinemas. And I will certainly take my children, as I did with a first film and sit in the dark back row of, of Salisbury cinema and, and watch it. With popcorn I mean I, I think I have been to the cinemas you know in the last couple of months and it, it is so nice having an outing and going to sit in, sit in a cinema eating popcorn and things I used to probably go to the cinema once a week and then I think in the last year or year and a half I've been twice it is extraordinary. Yes and coming back to what I just said a moment yeah. ago about the challenges that people faced Obviously, it was wonderful for the business at Highclere to welcome another film back. But from a a social point of view, it was amazingly uplifting. And and, and I saw it in the staff that have worked with Downton Physics and, and filming before. It was the first social interaction we'd had with people that we knew before in that period of time. I I haven't seen my parents for over 18 months, but I was meeting Downton people, who some of whom have been on it from the very first television series. So, yes, they're they're work colleagues and associates, but when when someone has worked with you for over 10, 12 years, there there is a, a sort of social appreciation. And I was able to see the Downton people more than I was my own family. So... That was a great interaction. It was as well. very early starts, John. I can't thank you enough. As you know, I'm not brilliant first thing in the morning. I'm slow out of bed. You were amazing because you were getting up five fifteen to get to. Yeah, my my alarm, my alarm clock went at five fifteen to accommodate the mornings and the long days. I mean, it, yeah. it's an industry that works very hard and does very long days. And um, but but we're used to to that create now, something that gives many people pleasure. I hope in this case, I'm sure it will give us all an immense amount of pleasure and it's fun and and moving as well. So much was shot at Highclere. I think Highclere will always look beautiful. It's always my favourite character, which is always the question I'm asked. Which is your favourite character? Yes, well, Highclere Castle. Yes, and, and I mean, it, it is an art form and I have no doubt it will look amazing on, on the big screen. But a lot of hard work went into getting it yes. there, over and above the, the, the normal skills that yes. every film crew brings to making a film. The extra layer this time it being the, huge, the, the extra it? distance people I mean, had to go huge. to keep safe 
and keep the cameras rolling, which which they did. Well, it was so, many congratulations to Mark Hubbard and all the team and Sparky because it was a huge project. I mean, I sort of really felt for them as they tried to bring it all together. And then with last minute changes, which inevitably happens, those are just compounded by the difficulties and challenges of this last year. So it's a real kind of chapeau to them. It's phenomenal. Yeah, no, and I, and I think... I think the film will be very well received because I think there's an audience out there. You're going to tell us the plot now, John. <laughs> they don't, they, I, in spite of, of me um, uh, working alongside Downton Production for many years now, they don't trust me with any plot lines. Well, actually, no, and I, actually, I, I don't really want to know I'm, because I don't want to have said the wrong thing at any time, so it's much easier just to let it pass me by like many other things. No, I, I open do. up for them as they require and, and um, I um, lock down and, and the end of the day and I hope to see them all again soon one day. Um, Won't that be lovely? It would, it would be wonderful. Who would have thought when you and I first sat down in the office, your office, which was nearly as messy as now but not quite, with, <laughs> so, with the Certainly very messy team. at the moment. <laughs> And discussed this funny project called Downton Abbey and wondered who might watch it. Yes, and, and the first television filming that they did for the television series, I remember going home and my wife would continually ask me, what is this thing that's being filmed at iClear? And I said, well, its working title is Downton Abbey. Well, is it going to get to television? I said, well, that's, I presume, the intention. And it's amazing how that journey has gone along. And then I went through a, a period of time of people at dinner saying, where do you work? And I couldn't tell them Highclere Castle because all they then wanted to talk to me about was Downton Abbey. The very what did you day. answer? I, I used to say I work in Newbury. <laughs> <laughs> it was, which, which, of course, they thought I worked at Vodafone and didn't want to talk about telecoms to me. So um, I did learn that very early on because everyone, wanted to talk to me about Downton Abbey and did I know the actors and did I ever speak to them. So I started saying, no, I didn't. <laughs> then I thought, I'll just tell people I work in Newbury. Thank you, John, so much for giving a little bit of your time today. I know how busy it is. And as ever, it's been most amusing and most reflective as well. So thank you. Lady Carnarvon, to you and Lord Carnarvon, thank you. We keep going and I hope between us we'll continue to face down the challenges that keep popping up. But uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs)